It's the end of the bench pod coming to you from a Zoom meeting in a pandemic. It's the end of the bench pod. Please just disregard our takes. We don't know what we're doing. All right, I think we're recording. You know what's actually depressing is I have the Bulls game on as we're doing this, and it's going to just probably (laughs) piss me off the further along we get in this. Keith, you look like Hank Hill, or at least you dress like him. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I'll take it. Hank Hill. Crew cut. I got the mustache. Oh, oh wait, wait. it's not a. I thought you were in a white tee. It's just a white long sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> got my balling outfit. It's like the plain white tee, but with the pocket on it for the smokes. Yeah. Oh shit! And nice insta. I saw a glizzy on there. Yes, yeah, she had a big old glizzy. No, that was an Italian blizzy. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. With the jardinera. Yeah, hot jardinera. Always Jardinera over Muffaletta. But anyways. So uh, so what what are we gonna call this thing? Are we sticking with the uh the mids range? Mids range, I do dig that. Or should we just call it the mid range and for fun and then we'll uh switch it over to the mid range the mids range as the nickname for it. Or do we wanna go with uh what was the other one Benny you came up with? The role players? Was it? Yeah, I text I I don't know. I threw a ton out there. I don't remember half of them. I was just Bench mob. There it is. I was trying to think hey. of things along the lines of washed up or role players or just like something along the lines of like not playing. And so bench mob, I like. Is there yeah. something we can do with this? I like the bench mob one. We'll, we'll put that on the docket for week two once we uh, come up with a, we'll get get a feel for it. Under the belt. Yeah. Bench mob's actually on my agenda. So, uh, Oh, on your list of things to bring up. Yep. Do we want to get started right away? Or did you alter the uh, agenda you sent? That Was that a rough draft you sent no, last night? No, no, no. I was just going to let you start with the Bulls, I guess, Benny. What, what the fuck is going on with them? What's happening? I guess this is relevant because I'm watching them too. Give it, give it to me. I, I wrote down a couple of <laughs> things, and I'm going to try and keep it short because as I was writing them down, I realized I was just venting by typing. And so... Uh, the one thing on my mind, number one thing, uh, is that we lost Zach Levine at the worst possible time. I got really excited and convinced people they were decent and would be, for a while, they were hanging on to that eight seed, not even playing for the 10 seed. Um, but he entered protocol on fucking April 15th, and this is his first game back tonight. He missed 11 games. Um, now in these, like, final six, we play, like, the Bucks. We play the Nets twice. Like, we're, we aren't – we're four and a half out from even the 12 yeah. i don't know you guys are three and a half right now behind the wizards we did you a favor last night you did do me a favor um but yeah as of yesterday they had a 0.6 percent chance of the eight seed so my my focus of the bulls corner today is probably going to be reality versus like trying to be optimistic and think they're gonna make the playoffs yeah. um it's always fuck the wizards um i love russ but I hate that they would they win eight or nine in a row. Yeah, I mean honestly, your best bet like the Pacers. I don't know how the Pacers are still in the nine seed. They are I, like they seem like in the midst of a self destruction. But teams play good when like the coach gets fired. So I don't know. That doesn't mean that they're going to win any play in games if they make it that far. But I, they just they're like an ugly team to me i guess the bulls aren't any more favorable to anybody who's not a bulls fan but like i just when we play them i'm just looking at some of the like i watched tj mcconnell take a three against the bull and i wanted to fucking throw up I was like why is he still playing get him out of indiana yeah um so speaking up op- optimistically assuming we're not going to make the play in or give me any sort of excitement of any playoffs even a single game I am just hoping that the lottery balls go in the Bulls' favor for once and we get a top four pick because that's protected in that Wendell Carter trade and we would be right back in the the mix of things. So that's the train I'm hopping on. That's a bandwagon. It's all in in the top four. It doesn't matter if it's four, three, two, or one, but I think it's time the lottery balls bounce the Bulls' way. I I forgot that you guys gave up that pick. I thought – 
protecting. We gave it up, but it's protected. It's protect. Everyone's hanging out. I don't know. The Bears just got Justin Fields, and so maybe the the luck is in uh, Chicago sports favor here. Who knows? So it's protected one through four. Uh, yeah. And what is next year? Any protection? I don't believe so. So, Uh, do you know offhand the Bulls' record after the trade? After the trade, it's below 500. It's it's worse. The win percentage is worse than before the trade. And of However, course we, like, we didn't have Levine for 11 of those games. And right. so that you get help. You get screwed off of that piece that like you can't predict. It sucks when it's not even an injury, too. Like if we, he was nursing an injury, we could be kind of saving him so it doesn't hurt it worse for next year or whatever. But um, one real quick thing before I wrap it up with my end-of-season awards – I am very excited and kind of optimistic with Arturas Carnes Sovas. Uh, that was probably the best best Wait, acquisition. Say that again. Arturas Carnes Sovas, uh, like the a, GM. Yeah. That was the best acquisition of the offseason. He he was the Denver Nuggets GM and kind of piece that team together. And then he's been with uh, the Bulls this year. And so, I uh, I mean, he's kind of showed he's willing to go get players. Um, he, I don't know, with him and another year with Billy Donovan, kind of retaining a core of players would be nice if we can keep Zach and Vooch and Pat Williams and even Kobe. Um, like maybe Chicago will be a des- big market destination again. We were talking about the, them maybe being a big market, but it doesn't feel like it because no one's gone there, at least in the NBA. Um, but maybe again. But I feel like I'm already – talking a lot about the bulls. So I'm going to wrap it up with my end of the season awards. I'm going to start simple with MVP, uh, Zach Levine. That yeah, was a simple one, but then they get a little more complicated. I have the MLT MMBS award. That's the most likely to make me break something award. Um, that's <laughs> no brainer goes to Denzel Valentine. Um, I, I couldn't even try to defend him when he, he went through his little drag through the mud last week, two weeks ago, but he pisses me off. Uh, the YTIUYGG award is that your time is up. You got to go. I'm giving that to Larry Markinen. Um, he's had maybe six minutes of exciting basketball all year when he plays. And it's like that flash, that's enough for Billy to keep him in the lineup. He's just got to go. He's had his time. He's just similar to Wendell. Just change of scenery. Yep. Just find a new place for you and get someone f- for you. The WBDSWOY award is the We'd Be Dog Shit Without You award, <laughs> which I mean, it, I guess we're dog shit right now, but uh, Thaddeus Young, I it's kind of like my uh, MVP, MVP number two award. Thaddeus Young is unbelievable. Like he, in terms of like PER rating and like that Raptor rating on 538, he leads the Bulls by far. He's been like, honestly, probably the biggest part of their success. Uh, the EBSP, that's the Energizer Bunny Spark Plug Award. That's Daniel Tice. Uh, he wasn't one I was really excited about in the trade, but he's had some electric plays for being somewhat undersized for a center in white. He fucking goes up and dunks it quite a bit. Uh, and then the last one is the PSABA POOBT Award. Uh, that's a please stay and be a part of our big three award. And that goes to Vooch. I just really hope he stays and gets a full season. I hope Zach Levine stays, but yeah, I, I want to see Vooch in Chicago for a while. That ran really long. I'm sorry for taking so much time on the bulls. Oh, that was good. A, I like that. <laughs> I like the superlatives. Uh, feel free to yeah <laughs> use any of the award. If you get to the end of this next segment with the bucks, if you want to hand out like the most likely to make me break something award or the, uh, we'd be dog oh, shit yeah. without you award. You feel free to dish some of those out. I hear they're, yeah, I was going through it and putting down my Bucks thoughts. I instantly you named some of those awards, and I was like, "Oh, I know who it is!" Instantly. Yeah. So Dante Divincenzo. Oh, he showed up on my list a couple of times. Dante's the weepy dog shit without you, right? Am I interpreting that right? Uh, at Villanova, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just we'll bring him up here. Okay, I've got, I've got positive thoughts about him. So, all right, should we move on to the Bucks then? Talk yeah. About them a little Let's hear bit. it. Yeah. All right, Billy. Talk I think about a team worth a shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we had to talk about the last two games. Uh, obviously, like Harden wasn't there. And uh, like the Nets, though, they've been cruising through everybody all year. And now KD's back playing 40 minutes. He's going off and we still end up with two wins. So it's two. 
yeah, it's just like back to back. It shows that we can hang. It's not that we're the favorites or anything, but it's like we're not that far off. And someone said this pretty good. Um, they said that the Dante DiVincenzo experience is basically the like epitome of the Bucks. It's like exactly who we are. The floor is so low and the ceiling is so high, and like you never <laughs> know what you're gonna get. And I, I don't know. Just watching those two games, it made me feel good. I still feel like Brooklyn's got another gear they can go to. But, um, like, KD was going off. Kyrie was going off in that second game. And it's just they still have nobody that can guard Giannis. Like, I, I don't know if they'll adjust. So, I don't know. Billy, did you watch the two games or what? Listen to Sunday's game because I was trying to get some outside time. And then watched most of Tuesday. And, like, I haven't watched a ton of NBA this year. But, I mean, like, the season's, like, disjointed. Like, Levine misses a month. Harden isn't playing right now. Like, the guys have just been rotating in and out. So, it's hard to, like, get a grasp on anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Bucks could have went out there and, like, laid an egg or, like, had KD just, like, really take it to them. And that didn't happen. Um, that's good, right? Like, like I can't, I can't buy too much into it. And like Keith said, like it, we're not favorites. This didn't mean anything, but it's better than going out and losing twice. Um, like the opposite of what could have happened would have been bad. Um, we would have been shit on for weeks until the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, then the whole conversation this week would have been the Bucks aren't good enough. They don't have it. What, what it takes? Like they can't do it when they don't. When the Nets don't have Harden. So and, I and not, not only did they not let KD do it, like go off or take over, but PJ Tucker was willing to fucking swing on KD. Like they just didn't not only held man. him down or locked him down, but like didn't back down too. They just that man is a dog. Send him a message into my veins that. when he was up in Durant's face. Oh, give it to me. We looked, we looked tough. Giannis was hitting shots in matching KD bucket for bucket. And I mean, this is all just guessing, but I think we lose both those games with Bledsoe instead of Drew Holiday. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. For sure, we love me some Bledsoe, but he just he was not the. He right would have fit. lost those games. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a five point difference per night that it causes. Maybe maybe it's greater, but yeah, I the mean, one, ho- the Holiday he's... makes us feel so sound and rounded on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, and yeah. there's like a trust to it. The one thing about Holiday is he's not a great shooter either, but just the upgrade between Holiday and Bledsoe, like I, I was listening to another podcast and they said that Bledsoe shot to create gravity, right? To like get, like he was shooting to get people to come out to him where like people actually still come out to Drew to like try to close out on him. Like there's a difference between just shooting because you have to, to create those spaces for Giannis or actually being able to shoot and they have to respect that jumper. And like that slight difference between the two is just like monumental when you think about the overall aspect of it. And Bledsoe is a good defender, but like Drew is on a different level. He can just guard so many different positions. And that man is unreal on D. And I mean, Harden wasn't there, but if Harden's there, I mean, we saw Bledsoe play Harden in that goofy, like playing behind him the last couple of years. I mean, I feel confident that Holiday can can get out onto Harden and Kyrie just fine. And yeah. I mean, if he's, if he, if it ends up on a switch, I feel okay with him on Durant. Whereas I think Durant just kills blood. cell. yeah, um, Dur- Durant's talked about drew quite a bit and about how good he guards them. And um, I'm going to save this, my nets versus bucks uh, take for when we get to the standings prediction and stuff. Cause I got that slidden in there too. So I'm going to, I'm going to save that, but yeah. Um, so I just wrote, that was the first thing I wrote down. It says we can in all caps hang. And that was it. It's just like, we're not the best, but we, we're, we're better than I thought we were. So, but, and we just made so many mistakes too. I don't know if you, Ben, if you watched it either, but there was just so no, many sloppy plays and like just stupid things. And if we can just cut that out, like I remember watching the Cavs and the Warriors, like in the finals a couple of years ago, and they like they just didn't make stupid mistakes and i feel like we were still doing that like tossing the ball out of bounds for no reason or someone dante comes flying in for a rebound and slaps it out of somebody's hands a teammate's hand and there's nobody around like stupid plays like that and so i feel like we still got another gear we could go to so optimistic is the best way to look at it yeah what i mean durant had 30 plus you kind of had a sloppy game like you said and you won not only once but twice and back to back like that says 
close to a playoff simulation. I mean, minus the Harden not being there. Playoff simulation before the playoffs and the potential Eastern Conference Finals type deal as you can and get I, in the regular season. And and I'd caught two of the Sixers games. I think one, there was no Embiid, and maybe the other, there was no Simmons. And the Bucks played like crap, but then Giannis took over at the end, and that was the game where he scored like 12 points in overtime and then sat on the logo. And like stuff, you know, like we're not rolling over in these games, especially in that, in one of those Sixers games where they shot horrid. And I mean, they could have just sat the, sat the starters and let them let them go, but they didn't. So there's stuff like that that seems very promising. And I like, I mean, yeah, I don't think we're title favorites, but I don't think it's out of the question by any means. Yeah. I got uh, two quick like Bucks questions for both of you. My well, kind of thoughts. Um, so Dante DiVincenzo, we all know him for like he played out when uh, at Villanova, right? Like that was his biggest moment. Like even last year in the playoffs, I felt like he kind of showed up when others didn't. He wasn't obviously great, but um, you can tell he's like not afraid of the moment sort of thing. He's in a slump right now, but like at the end of that Nets game, the second one, he had like some big plays. He was absolute dog shit the whole game. And then when it kind of mattered, he kicked it in and like was able to get boards and like still impact the game in another way. So I just have like, I'm not banking on it, but if he showed up in the playoffs and all of a sudden dropped 15 points and like 10 rebounds uh, in a couple of games, like something weird like that, hit some big shots, like I would not be surprised. Uh, But at the same time, he looks unplayable at certain stretches right now. But I feel like he's just got like that big game, like don't back down kind of mentality. And that's what I like about him. So I don't know if you guys. I don't know if this is. Probably the first time on airwaves or off airwaves anyone's made this comparison, but the type of player you just described and like what the first one that came to mind was J.R. Smith. Like in terms of like the playoff, <laughs> like he's got like he's on a team with LeBron, like Dante's on a team with Giannis, and uh, throughout he's very streaky, goes through slumps, but in those big games, sometimes he might be that other person in, a Don- in addition to Giannis and Chris or whatever who like lights like you like you said as a quick 15 or like a 22 point game or something and you know four or four from three with probably two electric dunks like uh when the player when you you were that description you gave i was like he sounds like he's talking about jr smith and yeah he's gonna do something that just absolutely makes you just so angry and then yeah yeah bang, yeah he's that gonna part bang too. a huge three and you're just like hell yeah yeah screaming. I, I would bet that he would be the one to have like that bonehead play looking down oh, the bucks roster like that's yes the, the, he's that he's the guy who's like the, this one right where he's going it. like this the mm-hmm. lebron to jail. yeah <laughs> uh yeah so no i i agree with that thought though i i don't know dante geeks me up because i i like the way he's liked around the league too in a similar way to tyler harrow like he's he's just a slick dude and i don't know i do i think he does have that big game you know you know, step up. He's not shy of the moment type yeah. thing you're talking about. Yeah. You don't know if it's like good thing or a bad thing, but he ain't afraid. That's for sure. So, um, yeah. Uh, the other thought I had is this is more of just like a bucks kind of like outlook sort of thing. Um, and I'm just thinking deeper into the playoffs and stuff. And, uh, in those games against the nets, like obviously our big three kind of like they held their own, like each game, two out of three really stepped up. And then, the third one was kind of like in and out, like didn't have a great game. Like I thought Drew didn't play great in the first one it was maybe, or this, I don't know. Like, but Giannis played pretty good in both, but he got cold in that at the end of the second one and Middleton took over. Like we've got like a third guy now that can do that. But the question is, is like, if you think about it, those guys are going to drop somewhere between 70 to 80 points. If you're feeling good about it, Benny, would you lose? No, I'm listening. I right, said, so they, I got to do something here. All right. They're going to drop like 70 to 80 points. And, but then you got to score like a hundred and what fifteen at least to beat the Nets. So where's those other thirty five gonna come from? And I'm like, okay, Brooke or Bobby's got to put up du- double digits. One of those two, and then Bryn or Pat's just got to get hot. And if that doesn't happen, if Brooke or Bobby, do- one of those two doesn't have a good game, and either Bryn or Pat isn't hot, like we just don't have enough. So like we need those, we need like two other guys to step up and put up some points. I, I like that. I like the Bucks bench, and I guess guys three through eight or nine now more than I ever have. Um, like even some like Bryn Forbes, 
comes out and can like really shoot and hang. I mean, look at Duncan Robinson last year. Like we didn't think that he could show up in finals games and like really take over and like not be phased. Um, I mean, like someone like PJ Tucker is good on both ends of the floor. Uh, Like I like Lopez if we need to go big, but if we don't, I like the other guys around him. So I, as opposed to someone like a Tony Snell or uh, really whoever, (laughs) John Henson. Yeah, I mean, Giannis, Drew, and Chris are going to be three. PJ is going to be out there at the end of the game, I'm guessing. Like, he's the one I'm most comfortable with, unless we're playing, like, Philadelphia. Then it's going to be uh, Brooke probably guarding Embiid. But, like, who's that fifth guy? Like, is it Dante, or is he doing such boneheaded shit the whole game that we're like, keep him off the floor. Like, do not put him out there. Uh, but at the same time, like, you bring up Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson's, like, 6'7". Do you guys know that? He's a big boy. He is not mm-hmm. little. Where Bryn's, like, 6'3", I think. Yeah. And that and the four net, inches the Nets big. were targeting him on offense last – or on I think that was Tuesday night. Yeah. He, I mean, he held his own, but he, in a seven-game series, they're going to They're, they're going to go there every him. single time. Yeah. Your weaknesses get exposed in the playoffs, and that's what I'm afraid for Bryn. And that's what I don't know. So – I, yeah, we'll I, I, I can see him being the deeper bench guy if it gets there, like the second quarter kind of like spurt. Um, oh, hell, even Bobby Portis. Like I, he can give us points, you know? That yeah, was the he, one note so. I had written under my Bucks thing because I was going to let you guys kind of guide that conversation. But the one thing I wanted to be sure to say is that uh, big Bobby Portis guy right here. And I kind of, <laughs> from the start when he went there, I don't know if it was you guys specifically, but all my Bucks fans, friends, especially my brother and dad, I said, you got to steal. I love Bobby. He's probably my favorite Bucks or Bulls player in the last five to seven years. And uh, they, they were like, you know, they kind of believe me. And then, my friend Sally would text me all year, like Bobby Portis is the best Bucks player ever. <laughs> and like, uh, right. like, but I'm happy he's doing well there. Honestly, I love Bobby Portis, and I think yeah. he he could be one of those big players in the playoffs too. Not quite on like a like Dante level, but like contribute and making a big play defensively, offensively. An he's shooting play. like 45 percent from three this year. You guys, that's wild. Like he was like top four or five in the NBA in three point percentage. And it's not on a low volume. Like he comes in and he's like, give me the ball. Like I'm going to score. So he was a little bit, he didn't play in that first game. Uh, but the second game, he only had five points, I want to say, but he had just came back from uh, COVID. So I don't know if he was in isolation or if he actually had COVID or what, but he seemed a little bit just kind of like rusty. So I think obviously he's no James Harden coming back for us, but it's definitely something off the bench that we like the Nets really haven't seen i would say so um got something in our back pocket i think hopefully he can put up some points but we'll see i guess do you remember why he didn't last on the bulls because he punched miritich that's why all bucks fans love him yeah he broke his orbital and shit (laughs) hell yeah he his suspension was shorter than miritich's like health timetable return (laughs) we should have just lit those four second round picks on fire instead of trading for miritich we should have said throw him in the trash can we don't need him or grab Bobby Portis and got a couple more years out of him. That's true. So, all right, that's probably enough bucks. Bill, anything else you want to talk about the bucks? Any other thoughts? Uh, looking forward to getting to the end of the season in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, they're, they're, hung, they're hungry. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think they're happy with how last season ended. I mean, of course, they're athletes and competitive, but like last season seemed like a bit of a disappointment. So, I think they're hungry yeah. and better. So, yeah, I think you're exci- excited for them. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Giannis is like exponentially better than he was last year. I think he's a little bit better, but his, like, it seems like his mentality is like, I'm going to be the best. I have to do things that make me uncomfortable to like be the best. And I'm going to like figure out how to do it sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens if he can replicate it. Obviously that jumper is not going to fall all the time. So is he going to keep shooting the jumper or is he going to go back to his bread and butter and just attack the hole and, try to get in there it's gonna i think it's really gonna come down to officiating like how do they officiate him going to the hoop is he gonna get those calls and stuff so this might be the year he does so he's slowly i know he doesn't in regular season but watching pj tucker get absolutely no calls and you can tell he's losing his mind i'm like welcome to the bucks baby where we get no calls (laughs) like just get used to it he loses his mind after every foul so i don't know you guys want to get into your uh, standings projections here? 
I know, Benny, you did some research for this. So Ben's locked and loaded here. Billy, I don't know if I would call it research as much as just like frantic, like making scenarios up in my head and like seeing them to be true. Yeah, I went more for the X. We only got what seven, eight games left at the most for every team. I was like, what's possible? Yeah, what's possible and what do I want to see? Like, what what could happen? I looked over some tiebreakers and stuff. So I didn't Um, even look at that. I was just looking at records and schedules and (laughs) who they had left to play. And then I'd be like doing shit on my fingers about, okay, they'll win this one, lose this one. And then we'll see how mine turn out. Let's start out East. Who do you guys got? Who's going to end up number one? Throw it out there. Philly. Philly. Probably the Sixers. Yeah, I think it's got to be. I mean, they're what? uh, Two games ahead of the Nets, three ahead of us. Like, I think they've got the tiebreaker in the Nets, I'm pretty sure. Um, It's just, I don't know. I I just don't see them losing. Um, Can't see it. And I feel like the Nets are going to play hard, but I feel like Philadelphia wants that home court more than anybody. So I don't see them giving it up. I was trying to think of a situation where Brooklyn or Milwaukee would catch, but then I looked at their schedule. They play the match. They have six games. They play the magic twice, the Pacers, the Pistons, and then uh, the two decent teams are the Pelicans and the heat, but the Pelicans aren't even really in the play in, in the West right now either. Yeah. The Bucks really shot themselves in the foot last, probably about two weeks ago, they lost two or three games that, were very at least two games I would say that were very very winnable. Like they lost the Rockets, like just got smacked. Mm-hmm. Like okay, that, the Kevin Porter game. Yeah, like you should not lose that game, sort of thing. And that's it is what it is. So, all right, who's gonna end up two Bucks or Nets? I'd like to see the Bucks, but last night, it, so in my notebook I was writing in last night, I had the Nets, but when I was doing it at school today in a Google Doc. And looking a little more, I did choose. I have the Bucks in my number two spot. I think they'll get it. Yeah, I, I see. I think it's going to be the Nets. I feel like the Bucks just got too. They have too many back to backs left over, and I feel like we're going to see the bench mob once or twice down the stretch here. So we're going to have two games we're basically throwing in the towel against teams, and that's. I mean, could we win? Yeah, but I feel like we're just going to kind of tank a couple of games here. And like, I mean, both the two and the three seed are five games up on the four seed Knicks right now. Yeah. I think the the top three are pretty firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it yeah, depends I, on how, depends on how complacent they get. And if they play those like fringe, like playoff teams who are really dying to win. Yeah. I, I, I uh, what was I going to say? Shit. The uh, Nets play the Bulls twice from here on out and the Cavs. Um, so like, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. But the thing, when I put the bucks up there, my thought process was they beat the nets twice. Now I think they're turning it on and like about to, you know, go into playoff mode even before the playoffs. Cause they're not messing around this year. And I think after the nets lost twice and I think they lost either again or almost lost the other night. I just think the nets have, I don't know. I just don't see them finishing the season strong because I feel like they see they have this star power and whether they get two or three, it doesn't totally matter. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think the Bucks care. Like, they've had that mentality all year. They're just like, ah, we're fine. I think they would like home court a little bit more than Nets, but I don't sure. think either of them really give a shit. So it's going to be who gives mm-hmm. a shit less. So, yeah. What about four and five? I, I got it locked in with Knicks and then Hawks. Like, I don't think – I think the Knicks, like, it's that – just their coaching mentality like we're gonna win every game and we're just gonna play defense as hard as we can every game nobody's resting like fuck that like we're gonna win sort of thing and so they're they're only half game up on the hawks but i feel like the knicks are just they want that four seed they want home court they want the they want madison square garden this is where i started getting a little panicky with my picks and tried to get weird with it i do have the knicks at four for the reasons you're saying um, but I have the Heat slip, or sneaking up to that five seed. Oh, uh, I think the Heat, like right now, they've I don't know, they've been playing really well. Not only them, but Jimmy Butler specifically the last couple months. But if you look at his season, even like I saw this thing where they had his bubble stats because he had such a crazy playoffs last year, and then his regular season stats this year, he's scoring more points, assists, rebounds, steals, shooting better from the field like he's literally playing better than the bubble where everyone was just kind of blown away by him and 
I don't know. They've been playing well the last month or so. And I don't, I don't know the Celtics. I feel like they're so unpredictable. The Hawks, I've just, there's something in me. I don't, I can't trust the Hawks. That's yeah. where it is with me. Like, uh, like it always hurt. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, Trey, like if he has even a slightly off night, like I feel like the Hawks aren't, couldn't potentially lose. I don't know. I think I must've looked at the heat schedule too, or something, but I did move the heat up to the five spot. And a lot of that is probably Jimmy Butler bias. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just think the Hawks are going to hold on to it. Like the, the heat and Celtics have just been flip flopping in that spot. And I just feel like they haven't really made up ground. Like they've had all this time to make up ground and now it's mm-hmm. getting down to crunch time. So why would anything change? Like, why are they also going to turn on the jets and try to sneak into that five seed? You know? So mm-hmm. um, yeah. maybe I'm, maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I would like to see the Knicks get the Celtics or the heat round one, as opposed to the, the Hawks. I mean, hell, if the Bucks can take the Hawks, that would be great for us, in my opinion. But like yeah. the Nick, the Knicks Heat rivalry dating back to like the the Pat Ewing and like Jordan days would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Nick Celtics, uh, like out east and like that northeast corridor of just like Boston, yeah. New York, kind of. I mean, like Knicks in the playoffs yeah. for the first time in seven years, and like that. It won't be full capacity or anything, but those Knicks are going to be loud. bonkers, man. <laughs> the whole city of New York is electric right now. And it's not for the Nets who are higher ranked than they are. <laughs> so you guys, where do you have the Heat then finishing? I got, them, I got them at six. The reason I put the Heat at six is because I want them in the first round. I want that. I want that demon. You want the revenge? I want to kill it. Bad juju. We got to get rid of it. That's true. I, Finish I want. Off. I like want to avoid them, but... No. Yeah, like if we lose to take, them, if take it, it, take it, head, take it head on, and like you, don't want you know, we're better this year. Yeah, we ain't fucking scared of you this year. Uh uh-uh. uh You guys could still beat us, but fuck you, we're gonna play you and like not be bitches about it. You know, like they and they like they're clearly not the team they were last year. So, mm-hmm. well, they've also battled the COVID bug quite a bit this year. Like I think their record isn't reflected, but I would agree they're not the at least the bubble team we saw. Um, like. I don't think their record is indicative of how good they are, but yeah, not as good as the bubble last year still. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mine was heat at five, but then Hawks Celtics six, seven. And then, I mean, from there, the play in teams seem rather locked in. I mean, no offense to your bulls. No, I, like I said at the beginning, I counted them out. Like they got to, it's either, they got to A, pass the Raptors, but then either the Wizards or Pacers is really the only one they can catch in the amount of games we have left. The Pacers could potentially, like if they lose out and the Bulls win out, there's a chance, but like that's accounting for the Raptors maybe losing a couple more too. And I don't know. I want the, I want the Wiz to slide up into that eight seed. So they get in that that's seven I, eight game. That's what I got. Uh, I have them because I just think they're hot right now, and Russ they're, is they're willing playing hard, playing hard too. And, and I, just I mean, they always have Beal. They do when Russ oh. is even having an off night, which hasn't been happening in the last months. Like they got Beal to score forty if they need to. Like, and I mean, in any of the play-in games, I mean, if you're looking at Miami, Charlotte, or Indiana. Beal's the best player on the floor in all of those games. Yes. I mean, unless you want to tell me Sabonis or Jimmy Butler is better. Yeah. See, and I'm willing want, to listen to it, but I'm not going to agree. I want those Wizards to get the whatever the Nets get, like Nets or two. I want Wizards sliding into seven. I want to see 145 to 140 first-round games like between those two. <laughs> That'd be awesome. The amount of offense in those games would just be so sick. And you got KD versus Russ, right? KD and Harden versus Russ. Oh yeah, then you have Beal like no defense whatsoever. It it would just be such a sick like. Obviously, I feel like the Nets would just smoke them in five. Yeah, like Wizards could get one maybe, but it it would be fun. A lot of Russ Russ would average like a thirty point triple double in the series though, and still losing (laughs) four or five. Yeah, I mean hell, I wouldn't mind seeing Miami play Brooklyn if that. I mean it's on the table. Mm -hmm. I mean Brooklyn. Like, with I mean I and I'll put the Lakers in the same kind of boat, but like, they just expect that like their best guy is just going to show up, and they're going to play like normal, and I don't necessarily think that's the case, especially with a first year coach like Steve Nash. I don't necessarily think Miami could beat them, uh, 
But they can at business. least they can at least play them tough. Right, I don't know. Like my like Boston seems like a team that's gonna roll over, but Miami doesn't. That's true. Yeah, there's no way they backed up. I so from seven on what were your last three? What were your eight, nine, tens? I have Wizards eight, Hornets nine, Raptors at ten. So I had Wizards jumping up and Raptors sneaking in ahead of the Pacers. I just I see the Pacers losing. Uh, the Raptors tonight, they're sitting everybody against the Wizards tonight. Well, fuck me. OG, Lowry, all those guys are all out. I'm well, sure. and then the last thing I had noted on mine, I added an asterisk after 10, and I said Bulls getting a top four pick. So I want that <laughs> in part of my predictions as well. The, the, the Tampa Raptors are just done with the season. They, <laughs> yeah. they want to go home. The Raptors are fucked. This they're done. Yeah, they're sitting I mean, everybody. They, this is a must win game if they want to catch the Wizards. Like they, they want to go they're home. Too behind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Well. Yeah. Too late. I already. I have it. I'll be honest and to my predictions. I just pray that I do not have to watch a single more than one game of Pacers playoff basketball. Though there is, I cannot stand watching the Pacers. I don't know what it is, but. To get them I, off my TV. Yeah, I don't want them taking up any playoff coverage or anything. That's I why seen, I think part of that. I haven't seen them with Levert, though. So that'd be kind of interesting. So interesting, but not interesting enough. I'd rather watch yes. OG and Kyle Lowry. Lowry. Yeah, I'd rather see Lamelo against the 76ers. Lamelo 76ers, and then uh, Nets Wiz, and the Celtics go home. Well, what I see right now is Lamelo down 10 to my Chicago Bulls. So, oh, just kidding. You know, I'm a little back. I can't. Kiss that lotto pick away. <laughs> oh, fuck. I didn't think of that. Yeah, you better hope. You want, you want the playoffs or you want the pick? You can't have both. We'll get both. Um, <coughs> Sorry. What were your final three then again? Eight, nine, ten? Me or Bill? Either one. As is, I mean, mm-hmm. I I I'd probably put the Pacers in the ten spot. Wizards jump them, but yeah, 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 it's pretty much the same. I got the Celtics in the playing game. I feel like the Heat are going to crawl past them. The Celtics are just so unpredictable, and I mean, Celtics could end up the like I feel like the four seed almost, but I feel like they could end up seven too. I I just don't understand their team. They make they I don't get them. Mm-hmm. I don't understand anything about why they're bad. I'm right there with you. We want to move to Wes or Bill. What were you? Yeah. You said as is Keith. What were as is pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit of like shuffling with the Celtics in the seven. It's my hope. I just want to see the Celtics lose in the first round. Don't even make it the play in game. Yeah. So um, out West, my top four stay the same as they are. Um, Jazz and Suns. They, they're basically one, two, like they got that three game lead and it's two, two. So mm-hmm. they only got seven games left, and um, and I don't know. The Suns got a kind of a tough schedule. I looked at a couple of their games, and they got some tough games left on the schedule. So um, I just feel like the Jazz are going to hold them off. They've been number one all year. So any difference in one, two for you guys? No, that's I f- fair. I flipped. I I got Suns. I'm I'm convinced on the Suns now. Now that I think they're going to crawl in there. Yeah, I mean, they do have a decently tough schedule, but, I mean, the Jazz play a couple of the same teams as them. They play the Blazers. The Jazz play the Nuggets tomorrow. Um, The Warriors, I feel like, who are kind of fighting to maybe raise their position. Like, I just – I don't know. Part of it is I just – fuck Utah. And, like, I I just hate the Jazz basketball. (laughs) Like, like as much as I I do think Donovan Mitchell is good and Rudy Gobert, like, whatever. Like – I don't know. I just something about. I don't care how much they win. I just am not. I don't buy the Jazz. I don't, that doesn't mean I don't think they're going to advance a couple rounds, maybe. But like, I just. I don't know. I think it's another bias creeping in. But I just. I mean, fuck Utah. I like the Suns way more, and I just think the Suns are hot, and they're gonna. They, I think they want that. They're kind of the last week. They've kind of been grabbing that one spot and going back and forth. I think they want it going in as like a statement. After going eight and in the bubble and not getting in, like, like I think yeah, that was know. bullshit. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. They're so they're so far behind. But that, yeah, that was a sick run they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you guys got? Three, four. I got I got same thing. Nugs and Clippers. 
does Me three, too. four, same thing. I feel like the Nuggets, like Jokic is going harder right now. He wants that MVP. So mm-hmm. he's just more durable. I feel like the Clippers are more susceptible to sitting guys and just kind of trying weird, to go the Weird shit out. with the Clippers typically. Yeah, they're like yeah. unpredictable even though they have that star power. Like it's yeah. just they're the Clippers. Yeah, well, they're talking about like their jump shooting team. Like that's that's when they're they might have changed a little bit since Rondo came and like changing things up. Their rotation is a little bit different now, but like that's what people say. Unless you're like a great like an all time great jump shooting team, like you're just unpredictable. You can get super hot one night if you're cold, like can't get to the rim. How you gonna score sort of thing? And I think that's from listening to other people. It sounds like that's their problem. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I've can't say I've watched more than maybe 10 minutes of Clippers basketball all year. They're just not exciting to watch, even with Kawhi and Paul George. It's and... fucking crazy to say, but I'm there with you. Yeah. Uh, number five, I got the Mavericks. I think the Mavs are going to hold on to it. I don't. I think Luka doesn't want that bullshit playing game. He's, he's like, fuck this. So he's going hard last couple of weeks here. Who do you guys got at five? Billy? I don't know. I don't have any predictions. I only have wants. That's who do you who do you want at five? Depends. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a Laker Clipper first round would be a lot of fun. That's I got Lakers, and, and I five. do know that it does seem pretty well reported that Kawhi does not like LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing them back facing each other in the playoffs would be fun. In the first um, round would be so yeah. sick. That's yeah. what, and that was Benny Bias again. I think I gotta have to adopt that name for all my takes on this fucking podcast. But I, I want that Lakers Clippers matchup, and so, and I, I don't know, LeBron sitting on the play, and they, people are saying they're gonna fall that far. Like I think they're just gonna, he's he, gonna go into fuck you mode a little before playoffs too. Maybe he's and, hurt. He's out another he's week. Out, yeah, well, until at, next week. Fuck, I didn't even. Yeah, that's like that. three, thought, four games, dude. I thought it was like one more game. Fuck. Well. It might be well all these back to backs and stuff. So I actually have the Lakers. I'm gonna jump right to them. I have the Lakers going to seven. I want to see them in that playoff in that playing game against. I want to see. Ah, see, I got the Grizzlies holding on. I feel like the Grizzlies are just the Warriors. Just get smacked some games. They just get absolutely smacked, and that doesn't happen to the Grizzlies. That's true. Like, I feel like the Grizz are more, um, more constant. I guess where the Warriors are just up and down. You never know what you're gonna get and. Steph tweaks an ankle and they sit him for two, three games where Ja rolls an ankle and he's like, put me back in. Like, he's just going to go for it. So, I don't know. I got, I got Lakers at seven. I, I'm just praying they make that plan game just to see the havoc that it creates around the NBA and just see how angry LeBron is. And just, it's going to be great. You know, mm-hmm. one gamer, you know. So, that'd be hilarious. Imagine all the like LeBron Jordan debates where it's like Jordan never lost in a playing game. (laughs) I I love LeBron, but man, he's just getting like old and grumpy and he's starting to piss me off more and more. I uh, I don't know. I got Lakers five. I got Blazers six and Mavs falling to seven. Okay. Same time. I got got Blazers six. Yeah, I got Blazers six too. But then what do you got? Uh, Lakers and Mavs flipped. You got Mavs five, Lakers seven. Yep, I got the opposite. Billy, you I, said about the same as what it is. Yeah, I would just like to see the Spurs not in the playing game. Like give yeah, me Zion I, in I the had playing out. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I put Zion in there. And then the rest is however that however those bottom five through ten shake up is fun. Mm-hmm. The one thing that like. You know, I'd like to see the Nuggets play the Lakers in round one because I think they could knock LeBron out. Yeah. But the flip side of that is like losing the Nuggets round one, and then Jokic's MVP case looks shit. I mean, it's a regular season award, but mm-hmm. his MVP case then looks shitty. And then, you know, ha- having a good team in that second kind of like four through eight spot messes with a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. But hell, like a mad LeBron first like say Steph like it's really hot like is a yeah. lot of is a lot of fun dude yeah. the, all the I mean, races no, the, and the Blazers the... can get hot though like Dame, there's a lot of fun Dame's teams. not scared of LeBron either a lot of fun teams yeah. at the bottom of that west that's what I was like both those like races for like that five six seven and the eight nine ten spot are gonna be fun They're, like the Grizzlies Warriors Spurs Pelicans for that eight nine ten and the Lakers Mavs Blazers for that five six seven like 
those yeah. are fun matchups no matter what we get like we yeah people are shitting on the playing game i'm like dude we're talking about teams that like it's i i love the playing game i'm all for it mm-hmm. i'm gonna be fucking pissed if the bucks end up in it like two three years and we lose or some shit but you know <laughs> for right now we're sitting clear of it so i'm feeling good about it i'm, I'm pumped for it yeah i it'll be it'll be i'm excited just I like the way the NBA changed it. I mean, I guess the bubble was forced upon, but they fucking killed the bubble. I thought that was fun to watch. I typically like the progressive changes the NBA makes. Me too. Um, I mean, you know, it's 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 entertainment. Like, make it fun. Mm-hmm. Give give people something fun. Give the like people a, what they want. A seventeenth a seventeenth NFL game isn't smart or fun. That's just more football. <laughs> Yeah, it's but just like a, a playing game, like winner go home, like make make week seventeen in the NFL that, not, let's do it for player safety and give them another game. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Did you guys think as far as to like who would win the playing games then in your set and what you predicted? Like, fast forward. I after it all plays out, I would I had the Warriors ending up in the seven seed and the Pelicans with the eight. I, I have not thought of it yet. I'm going to wait till I think we should do that two weeks from now. Yeah, before that first round. I'd like that because then we'll have the actual 9 and 10 and 7 and 8 teams instead of yeah. my dumbass predictions. And kind of see what's happening to it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm good on the standings. Are um, you guys good? Yeah, I'm just excited. Like, that was like a minuscule thing in the next little part there. But uh, some of these playoff races, even in the Eastern Conference for those middle spots, like – It'll be really interesting to see how things shake out because the playing game just has another dimension. Yeah. Bill, you want to do a rapid fire of Ben's awards for the Bucks quick? Hit me. Here, I'll read the award off, and then you just got to think of the first player that comes to your brain, okay? So we'll start with the simple one, MVP. It's got to be Giannis. It's no no competition. I thought Drew, but no. Drew's the biggest change, positive change for the team. But I mean, uh, hell, if they gave Giannis a, another MVP, I wouldn't be like, it's not like, of course, Jokic is having a great season, but like, it's not that weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just having an He's anomaly great. of a season. Uh, what about most likely to make me break something? It's easily Red Shoes Boy. Fucking Dante. That son of a bitch drives me crazy. <laughs> it, the, the streakiness is what it is. Yeah. he, it, Him flying in for a rebound. If I'm like PJ Tucker and I'm about to grab a board, I'm like, I get like, what, one, two rebounds a game. And here comes Dante's dumbass flying in and just trying to scoop that from me to pad his stats. I'm like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, relax, buddy. You know? And just his bonehead shit that he makes on defense just drives me bonkers. Like when we almost lost that 76ers game, I think it was because of him. He tried stealing the inbounds pass and just like he had no purpose to. He had no reason to try to steal the inbounds and gave up a wide open three because of it at the buzzer and we went to overtime. And it's just so stupid. But what about the don't uh, disagree? Or, or was that your pick too, Billy? Yeah. Your time is up. You got to go award. Dante. Uh, depends on how the, the season shakes out, but Coach Bud. Oh, oh yeah. See, I didn't think of that. I'm sorry, Dante. I didn't mean that. I, I agree. I was but. gonna say you can't double up on him either. Yeah, we get one Bud. Change my pick. I mean, uh, I mean, if he doesn't make like mistakes and we still lose, it's hard to like fire the guy. But I, we just have such a. It, it's kind of how it happens, you know. I. But yeah, my biggest thing is with coaching changes, just know who you have a short list of like three guys you really want before you make that change. Because if there's no one available, it's then you're silly. I feel like it's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be Ham. Yeah, it's gotta be him. So, I was the next one, Benny. The we'd be dog shit without you award. David Gruber. Uh, I said Drew, but David Gruber's better. So, 
Yeah, uh, it it'd be you know, true, right? Like it's. I mean, I think it's got to be Giannis because we would like you. Like Drew's awesome, but Drew and Chris are like. That, well, yeah, point. I kind of made that award as like the second MVP or like the non-obvious yeah. one. Like, I mean, Gian- yeah. Giannis seems be. like such a constant the last four years now. Um, I mean, I can't tell you that Drew won us like five games single-handedly, but he's he takes us from very good to legitimately great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Energizer Bunny Spark Plug Award. It's got to be either Bobby or uh, Big Bobby. PJ. Yeah, probably Bobby. Bobby's been there longer. He, he, he comes in. I turn on the TV and he's all of a sudden he's got 10 points in like three minutes, all dunks yeah. somehow. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? When, it, when he gets a big board and puts it back up and he just flexes and screams and they're halfway up the court already before he even thinks about turning around to play defense, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, get jacked up, buddy. Like, love That's it. That's what he's for. He's, I yeah. love him. He's one of my favorite NBA players, period. Um, and then the last one was the please stay and be a part of our big three award. I don't know if you guys have that one because a couple of them have signed already. Oh, contract locked up. Yeah, he's got yeah. that one locked up. I mean, over. I I want PJ to stay. I think like I think he's just I don't want long term like a year or two. Give him like I don't know nothing more, nothing too crazy. But if we signed him, re-signed him, and brought him back, I'd be okay with it. Cut his minutes down next year and just kind of save him for the playoffs and get some of those younger guys those minutes during the regular season. So I think he would be a good resigning we got some good young guys too who could probably fill in there and just give them a shot sort of thing see what they got so i like pj bringing him back yeah i don't think he will he hates milwaukee in the cold but take him to a brew game show him a good time yeah um yeah those are the awards i like your uh, selection last last thing yeah one one thing to uh watch the rest of the season mm-hmm what you got? Benny, you go first. I uh, had to narrow it down. I kind of talked about the one with that Lakers-Clippers potential first-round matchup. Uh, yeah. Could be one of the coolest first-round matchups ever. But because I already talked about that, I'm going to just say that I just kind of learned about this, but the Beal versus Curry race for the scoring title so right now it's almost identical. It's like within 10 or something. And they both have six games left. The final games both are on the last day of the regular season. Beal plays the Hornets. Curry plays Memphis. And Curry has the late game, so he'll know how many he needs. And it's like the last, like, which is like a, one of those Curry moments. Watch. Like, yeah. yeah they're, they're, both Curry playing, they're playing for playoff spots. Yeah. And like, the, that's why it, it would matter. be a competitive game because they're both playing teams that are playing for a spot too, the Hornets and Memphis. So, like, yeah. all those teams, like, it'll be a hard fought last game of the season and could be Curry time. And we just, and not just that moment in itself. That's not what I'm, but just that race. Like, I'm going to, now I'm going to kind of keep track, see just how close it is. It would kind of suck if we got there and Curry already had like 30 more going into the game but um yeah it could it has potential to be cool because they've matched like almost all season i guess it's been crazy so yeah yeah. that's a good one billy what do you got uh i got rookie of the year Mm -hmm. coming down to the wire um between what i would think is Lamelo and anthony edwards edwards had like what like 42 last night and he has i believe a full season worth of mm-hmm. games whereas Lamelo missed some time even though Lamelo seemed like the clear front the obvious runner. pick yeah so i mean maybe Lamelo puts out like some really nice games here like in this stretch run anthony he's edwards a, and he's the down Z-Wolves 22 have nothing to, to, he's down 22 to the bulls right now sorry to interrupt well, <laughs> but, mount, mount a comeback <laughs> and it helps his case i i have no i have no preference on who who wins but like Anthony Edwards could just score forty points a game mm-hmm. the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, that guy—he's he, a kook, man. He seems <laughs> like he's just an oddball. I love it. I see I mean, these it, things where like Lamelo and these those advanced statistics is like not just leading this season in certain things, but like top ten ever type numbers in that first sample of games before he got hurt. Like yeah, and like those advanced statistics that factor in everything like because you know he passes too and rebound like he kind of does everything and he was just doing enough of everything at such a high rate like he was like 
statistically having one of the greatest seasons ever by one of those advanced metrics. But as rookie of the year voter, Keith vote says, uh, cool passes aren't always good passes. They're not unless they're from LaMelo ball. Cause those are cool <laughs> and good. When he just whipped that one down the court the other day. I was like, Oh damn. I'm like, that I've seen like four nice. more viral passes since then. They've had like two games yeah, since then. <laughs> to the, yeah, the, the foreign guy who used to be on the Clippers. That's love. Love a good uh, pass. <laughs> yeah, what was his name? Teladovich or I not to let him call him but... Tesla, but that's not it. So Tesla. he, he smokes cigarettes on the court. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I guess my thing to watch is just like the Lakers and Blazers play Friday night, and it's just like one game that I feel like is gonna have the most impact on the playing game because they only played twice this year, and that's the tiebreaker. LeBron's out, and I feel like Dame, like this is their chance to like just jump the Lakers and kind of get them out of there. And I just want, I want to see a big name team end up in that playing game, like somebody who shouldn't be there and just create havoc in the NBA. So I want somebody to slide in there like the Lakers or like the Celtics in the East, like that sort of thing. So just something that's going to flip the NBA upside down, but I like that. yeah, not that exciting. I, uh, I like the scoring title better. Yeah, the only other thing I had written down, like, because the MVP race, I mean, I feel like it's jokish, but it's been fun to see as many names that have been in the conversation this year. Like, every week, I feel like that second or third person gets swapped out. Like, Chris Paul was in it last I saw, and he's like the sixth or seventh player throughout the year I've seen. Julius Randle pops up here and there. Yeah, like that type, like, so I'm not joking. He's showed up in there. I, I know. Uh, but like, to, and I know that doesn't mean much, but it's been cool. Cause like, there's just a lot of players playing really well in this kind of odd season. Um, and then the other thing, it wasn't really something to watch for because they'll likely all lock up a spot, but the playoff droughts that are ending this year, Phoenix is 10 years. The Knicks are seven. The Hornets are four. Memphis is three and Atlanta is three. Like, so, I mean, those later ones aren't, oh, and the Bulls, not that they're in, but for going on four years now, <laughs> but yeah they still got a chance buddy i got i I know that was the the last part you had written i got one last question and then we don't have to take too long on because i know we're coming up on an hour now but i want to end on like a hypothetical each time like one that we don't have to spend too much time on and i wrote down a couple but i'll pick the short one that doesn't require a ton of thought but if d rose never got hurt and kd never quote unquote super teamed who would have more rings right now? Katie. Neither. Neither would have Neither one. Neither ones get one. I see. I I went with D Rose because with the KD never super teamed fact, I feel like he would have gone somewhere but not obviously to the warriors but d wrote i think chicago was about to be a destination like kind of like i was talking about earlier maybe it is about to be again but i don't know it's had that big market tag attached to it but hasn't really attracted much talent since d rose and i feel like if he's you know he's youngest to win mvp and like he stays healthy none of that ever happens like you got to think he either keeps improving or keeps playing at that same level, which was incredible and attracting talent. Like they already had a pretty solid team. If they, he attracts one more piece. I think the bulls are, I mean, I guess they're going against LeBron in the East and LeBron would have gone to the heat through some of that, but I don't know. I just, I couldn't think of a team. Katie would go. I think he could have gone somewhere and won one or two, but I think D Rose could have got one or two. They were so close to winning it, anyways. Like KD was at his peak. Like he was. But then, like the, then prime KD, and yeah, they blew that game. Like they should have won. Like that's true. I didn't. That fuck. that team was good. That's like that OKC team was stacked. Mm-hmm. I they should have won. They were up three one. That was their yeah, and they just blew it. So fuck. I don't hey. know. Fuck Kevin Durant. Hey, we don't say that around here. Yeah, Billy Donovan's not good enough to win a ring. No, he's not. Billy Donovan is it? Fuck you. <laughs> Billy Donovan <laughs> won a ring. Just said an amateur college level. college champ championship. <laughs> he won a couple. Two of those equals one NBA title. Yeah, he's got sure. more than Coach Bud. So it's like the same as a play-in game title. 
I'll take it, but we aren't getting that this year. So I guess I'll have to take the imaginary one you just gave me. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right. We'll, we'll see you in a couple of weeks after those playing games, huh? Yeah. yeah. Time for some Mario Party. Ooh. Time for the Wolves to finish this fucking useless win against the Hornets. <laughs>